Shalom to all. Today's off is Erevin Daf Tzadi Ches. We are starting Tzadi Zayin Abbebe's seven lines off the bottom with the brand new Mishnah. Today's daf is sponsored with Chos Batsheva Bas Bracha. Hashem should grant her clarity, peace of mind, and an abundance of Menuchas HaNefesh. And the Mishnah says, A person's reading a Sefer on a landing. Now the Sefer he's reading is not the books that we have today. It's talking about the scrolls of old where all their sperm were actually written in scrolls like in Megillus Esther, like a Sefer Tyra. It was written on parchment. And he's reading on a landing, which we're assuming right now is is in between a house and Rosh Hashanah In his goggles, say from Yadeh, and it rolls out of his hand. Part of it rolled out of his hand. The other part he's still holding. Gailei Etzla, he's allowed to roll it back to himself. Haikai Bar Shagag, let's say he's reading at the top of his roof. In his goggles, say from Yadeh, and part of it rolled out of his hand. Achlei Giel Asar Tvachim, if it hasn't reached ten Tvachim of airspace, the Rosh Hashanah Abim, Gailei Etzla, he could roll it back to himself. Mishig Giel Asar Tvachim, once it's reached within ten Tvachim, Haifchal Ksav, he has to turn it onto his writing so that the writing isn't exposed. He's not allowed to roll it back to himself. Reason for this is because we're afraid that if it completely falls out of his hand, he might pick it up, and then that would be a real Esser for he's transferring from Rishos Ram to Rishos Yachid. Therefore, the Chum were geyser, that even when it hasn't completely fallen out of his hand, he's still now to roll it back to himself. Rabbi Huda Imer, he argues, even if it's only above the ground, just a needle's breadth, meaning it's just a little bit above the ground, he's still out to roll it to himself. Rabbi Huda would hold that if it has fallen completely on the ground, then we have this Takhan Sechamim. Rabbi Shimon Imer, he argues, he says, even if it completely has fallen on the ground, he's holding one end, the other end is resting on the ground. He's still out of roll it himself. We don't have any that's going to prevent us from treating Kisve HaKadosh Holy Scrolls properly. And over here it's a design for him to leave the Kisve HaKadosh sitting on the ground like that. Therefore he's allowed to roll it back to himself. And the Gemara says, Hi, What exactly is the setup of this landing? The first case of the Mishnah. Elim, if you want to say, The scoop itself is Rosh Hashanah It's 10 Tvachim high and 4 Tvachim wide. And in front of it is Rosh Hashanah and we're not going to be guys that maybe the scroll is going to completely fall out of his hand and he might end up picking it up and bringing it to himself. Tzadik has someone else on the top. Money, Reb Shimon. He who would our Mishnah be like? It'd be like Reb Shimon. Damer he says, "Kol davar shumi shemshvos." Anything which is Isra Drabanan ena oimim b'fnei kisve akadish. That's not going to prevent us from treating kisve akadish properly. So if so, ema seifa. What about the next case in the Mishnah? Reb Yehuda Damer he says, "Afilu ein mesalk min arts el mulei achot goylei etzloi." Even if it's only above the ground, just a needle's breadth, he can still roll it himself. Reb Shimon Damer he says, "Afilu ba'arts atma." Even if it's completely resting on the ground, goylei etzloi, he can still roll it himself. Reisha v'seifa Reb Shimon mitzias Reb Yehuda. Does that mean the Reisha and the seifa the Mishnah Reb Shimon and the middle case is Rabbi Yehuda. That's strange. Usually, that's not the way a Mishnah is set up. On Rabbi Yehuda, he says in Reish of the Sefer of Shimon, Mitzvah Rabbi Yehuda. The Reish of the Sefer of Shimon and the middle case is Rabbi Yehuda. Even though that's not the usual way a Mishnah is set up, this one is set up like that. Rabbi Amar he says Hachav Iskupa and addresses Askinun. We're actually talking about Iskupa, which is constantly walked on by the people of the Rishus Rabbim. And because of the design of Kisvah Kaidesh, we don't want this holy scroll to be treated improperly, just laying there until after Shabbos. Therefore, even the Chachamim allowed him him to roll it to himself. So we see that the race of the Mishnah could even be the Rabbanon and it doesn't have to be Rab Shimon. Now Esri Abai, he asks from Abraisa, Teichtal and Amas, if the end of the scroll had rolled within four Amas of him, Gailei Etzla, he could still roll it back to himself. Chosadal and Amas, if the end of the scroll had rolled more than four Amas away from him, Haifchel Ksav, then he has to turn it over onto its writing and he's not allowed to roll it back. And the reason why is because we're afraid that if the scroll completely falls out of his hand, then it's going to be more than four Amas away from him. And if he picks it up, he's going to be either for carrying more than four Amas in Rosh Hashanah 
And now his question is, Viyam Rabbi Yiskupa addressed Askinan, if you're telling me that we're talking about Niskupa, which is constantly walked on by the Rishos Rabbim, Mali Amas, Mali Arba Amas, what does it make a difference if the end of the scroll rolled more than four Amas or less than four Amas away from him? There's Bizayan of Kisya Kadesh over here, and he should be allowed to roll to himself. Remember, it's just Xera, it hasn't completely fallen out of his hand, so what does it make a difference how far the end of it rolled from him? He's still holding on to it, and we have an issue of Bizayan Kisya Kadesh. El Amarabai, he has a completely different answer in our Mishnah. The scoop over here is a Carmelis. It's less than 10 Tvachim high and it's 4 Tvachim wide. Rishus Rabbim my verse Lefana and Rishus Rabbim pass in front of it. Toich Daladamus if the end of the Sefer is within Daladamus of him. The Enophilumaisile, if it completely falls out of his hand and then he brings it to himself, he's not going to be over a Chatas because it's less than Daladamus and Rishus Rabbim, Sharulay Rabbanon, so the Chacham allowed him to roll it back to himself even when it didn't completely fall out of his hand. But if the end of the Sefer rolled more than 4 Amos away from him, the Emaisile, if it completely falls out of his hand and then he brings it to himself, He's going to be chayv for that. So then, Lashar Olei Rabbanon, the Chacham did not allow him to roll to himself, even when he's still holding on to end of it. So we ask Yehachi, if so, Teich Dalan Amos Nami, even if it's within Dalan Amos of him, Nigs or we should be geyser, Dilma Ma'al Mershus Ram Mershus Yachid. Perhaps he's going to end up bringing it from Mershus Rabbim to Mershus Yachid, meaning he's going to pick it up from where it is in Mershus Rabbim, and he's going to transfer it directly into his house, which is Mershus Yachid. And Vechitim, if you're going to say Kivin the Mafsek is karmless, since there's a karmless right in between, the Iskupa itself is a karmless, Les Lamba, that he wouldn't be chayv for doing that because he's picking it up from Rosh Hashanah carrying it over Carmelis, bringing it to Rosh Hashanah that's not true because Ba'ama Rava Rava says someone that carries the object from the beginning of four Amas to the end of four Amas in the Rosh Hashanah and he carried it over it or over himself he carried it over something Chayv he's still going to be Chayv even though it passed over an airspace that if it was resting in that airspace he wouldn't be Chayv for however since it went over that airspace and he carried it four Amas in the Rosh Hashanah he would be Chayv so to here if he carries it from the Rosh Hashanah passes over a Carmelis and brings it to the Rosh Hashanah he would be chayv for that so we say oh, my skin, and it must be that we're talking about over here that it's a very long Yiskupa and while he's walking on the Yiskupa to bring it into his house Midkar he's going to remember that he's not allowed to do this transfer he's going to stop and then there's going to be a Kira in the Rosh Hashanah and a Nacha in the Carmelis and he's not going to be chayv for that so there's no issue or alternatively we could say it's not a very long Yiskupa standard when he picks them up, he's going to read them, and then he's going to rest, he's going to stop on the Yiskupa, which is a Carmelis, while he's in the middle of his transfer from the Rosh Hashanah to the Rosh Hashanah, and he's not going to be chayv for that transfer. The Gemara continues to ask, so perhaps when he picks it up in the Rosh Hashanah, then he's going to open it up and take a look at what's written inside, and then he's going to carry it directly from the Rosh Hashanah to the Rosh Hashanah, because he already looked at it in the Rosh Hashanah, so he's not going to stop on the Carmelis to look at it. The Gemara answers, this is actually been Azai, he says, Walking is like standing. Every time you take a step, that's a brand new Akira and Hanacha. So he does an Akira in the Shusrab, Hanacha in the Karmelis. Akira in the Karmelis, Hanacha in the Shusriachet, so he's not Chayv. We continue to ask, Perhaps he's going to take this kiss of Akadish and he's going to throw it directly from the Shusrab into the Shusriachet. Rabbi Yechanan says, Maida ben Azi Bazarik, Ben Azi would agree that if you throw something down on Amos, you would be Chayv for that. So Amr Avachabrava, Zaysa Emeris, Amazarkin kiss of Akadish, we do not throw kiss of Akadish. And since this person's never going to throw it, so therefore, we don't have this issue of him being either transferring from Rosh Hashanah to Rosh Hashanah. So we have three answers to the Rosh of Mishnah of why this Sefer may be rolled back when one end fell out of the reader's hands when he's on the Iskupa, 
even though there's an Isra here, I had a fear that it might completely fall out, and then he's going to be over transferring from Rishus Ram to Rishus Yachid. So Behuda says that Rishus like Rib Shimon, that Rabbanon is pushed aside for covet of Kisvei Kodesh. Rabbah says this is a publicly used landing, so even the Chavim agree that it's mutter to roll again because of the covet of Kisvei Kodesh. Whereas Abai gives a totally different answer; he needs to fit with the Brisa of the scroll falling more than four Amos from the landing. Therefore, it must be that this Iskupa is a Karmelis, and therefore there's no reason to be geyser. The Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah Hakaybar Shagag. If he's reading at the top of a roof and it rolls out of his hand, he has to turn it over so the Ksav is not facing it outwards. Umi Shari, is that permitted? Ask the Gemara of Atanya of Ibraisa. Kaisvei Svarim Tfilinam Zuzas. Someone who's writing a Sefer Torah Tfilinam Zuzas. Loytiru lehen lapachiru alpanah. They did not allow him to turn over the parchment on its face. And the person has a bag and he has to spread a garment over it. If he doesn't want the Ksav to get dust on it while he's leaving, he has to take a break of some sort. He's not allowed to turn over the parchment. He has to put some sort of cover over it. We see from here that you're not allowed to turn over the parchment. So why does our Mishnah say you are allowed to? So the Gemara answers, Hasam Esher, over there it's possible to cover it over some sort of garment. Hach, over here, Layasher, it's impossible. He has such a long length of scroll to cover, he doesn't have a garment long enough for that. If he doesn't turn it over, it could be Zayin, Kisveh there's going to be much greater design of this Kisveh than now it's totally open and exposed to the elements for everyone to see. It's much more of a cover for it to turn it over so the Ksav is facing inwards. And the Gemara continues explaining the Mishnah, Haifcha Ksav, he has to turn it over on the Ksav. As the Gemara of never rested, so there isn't even an he should be able to roll it back to himself. Where's the Isra over here? Amaravi explains because of Meshupa, the wall is slanted, so it's actually resting on the wall. Amaravi, but Mayo came to the Masis because of Meshupa, he used to explain the Mishnah that it's talking about a slanted wall, so therefore the end of the scroll is resting on the wall. Amasefa, what's the next case in the Mishnah? Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, even if it's only above the ground, a needle's breath. He can roll it to himself. But it's rested, so why would Rabbi Huda allow him to roll it back to himself? We have an Isra Jarabanan here. We're missing something in the Mishnah, and this is really what should be taught. When is it that you have to turn it over on its ksav? That's if the wall is slanted, so therefore it's considered like it's resting. If it's a non-slanted wall, so if it's above three tfachim, above the airspace of the ground, so then he has to roll it to himself. If it's within three tfachim of the airspace of the Shisrab, then he has to turn it over, because then it's considered like it's resting in the Shisrabim. Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, even if it's only only a needle's breadth above the ground, you could still roll it to yourself. Why is that? Because it has to be resting on something. And since it's not resting on anything, even though it's within three tfachim of airspace in the Shusarabim, it's not like there's a Hanukkah over here and he's still allowed to roll it back to himself. Now the Gemara asks, Vela Hadam Rava. Rava had said, Tashlash the Rabbanan, within three Tfachim or the Rosh Rabbim, according to the Rabbanan, Tsar Hanacha, it needs to actually rest on something. This machlek is between the Rabbanan and Rabbi Kiva. Rabbi Kiva says it doesn't need to rest because it's within three Tfachim the Shus Rabbim, so it's considered like it's in the Rosh Rabbim, whereas the Rabbanan said it still has to rest on something. Our question is, Lamech Tanayam Rosh say, does that mean that Rava was picking sides in Machlekas Tanayim? And the Rabbanan in this machlek is really Rabbi Huda, and Rava's passing like Rabbi Huda. It's not usual for Namaya to pick sides in Machlekas Tanayim like this. So because of this question, the Gemara answers Elakul Rabbi Hudahi. Our whole mission is Rabbi Huda Chasuri Machsra, and we're missing something of Hachkatani. And this is really what should have been taught. But Medra, when is that we said you have to leave it and turn it over on its Ksav because of Meshupa when it's a slanted wall, so it's considered like a did a Hanacha. If it's not a slanted wall, even if it's within three Tvachim or the Shus Rabbim, he could still roll it to himself. Rabbi Hudaimer, he says, even if it's just a needle's breadth above the ground, he could roll it to himself. My time, why is that? 
to, we need an on something, and we don't have that, that's why you're allowed to roll it to yourself. And the mission continues, Ziz We have a ledge which is right in front of a window. So imagine you're looking out your window, and right underneath the window, there's this ledge that's sticking out. It's four tefachim wide, and it's more than ten tefachim above the ground. Nice and olive, you can place something on it, and nicely made with Shabbos, and you can take something from it on Shabbos. And now the Gemara asks, Hi Ziz Demapik Lahecha, where exactly is the Ziz sticking out to? It's over a Shusurabim. Let's be afraid that the thing that he puts on top of this ledge is going to fall off, and then he's going to go into the Rishus Rabbim and bring it back into his house, and that's going to be an issue of transferring from Rishus Rabbim to Rishus Yachid. We say, Al Demapik Rishus Yachid. This ledge is facing over a Rishus Yachid. We say, Pshita. So isn't it obvious that you're allowed to transfer to and from this ledge? There's no issue, because even if something falls, you're not going to be over any sort of Esser. Amar Abai, he says, Al Demapik Rishus Rabbim. It's facing the Rishus Rabbim. And Umay, nice and all of Diktani, what is this that we said you're allowed to place on top of it? Kalim Anishbarim. That's breakable, Kalim. And if they fall off, they're going to break. So you're never going to bring them back into your house, because it's just a broken vessel. Therefore, you're allowed to put breakable Kalim on top of this ledge and take them off of the ledge and there's no issue. The Gemara continues, We have a brass like this. We have this ledge in front of the window. That's facing the Rishosh Rabbim. You let it place plates, cups, pitchers and flasks, and you're allowed to use the entire length of the wall, meaning the entire length of the ledge, up until the bottom most 10 tvachim. That means if part of the ledge is within 10 tvachim, so you're not allowed to use that part. If there's one ledge that's below him, you're allowed to use that. If there's one above him, he's not allowed to use that. Only if it's opposite his window. Now the Gemara is going to try to understand this last case of the Brisa. We had said that the upper ledge is not allowed to be used unless it's connected his window. What exactly is his upper ledge? If it's not for Tvachim, why? It's a Makam Petur, and he shouldn't be allowed to use it. Even if it's opposite his window, he shouldn't be allowed to use it. Why not? Rashi explains that since it's a Makam Petur, you're allowed to adjust your burden on it, but you're not allowed to place something on it for standard usage. Even though we said we're talking about Kalim Anishbarim, things that are going to break. So if they fall off, there's no chashash that you're going to end up bringing them back into the Rishos Yachid from the Rishos Rabbim. Over here would still be Asr. You're only allowed to put breakable Kalim on top of the ledge. That's if we're not assuming that it's going to fall off. But this, which is less than four Tfachim wide, we're automatically assuming that whatever you put on there is going to fall off. So therefore, you're not allowed to use it, even with Kalim Anishbarim. And continues the Gemara to ask, And if it is four Tfachim wide, you should be allowed to use it across the entire length of the wall, even if it's not there. Directly in front of your window. So Amr Abai, he explains, Tachto in the lower ledge, the Isbarabah, it has four Tfachim, that's why you're allowed to use it. The Ali in the upper ledge, less Barabah, it's not four Tfachim wide. And his window, meaning his window sill, Mashli Masadalid, that completes the four Tfachim width. Kenegir Chaloin, if it's right opposite his window, so it's coming right out of his window sill, Mishtamish, he could use it. The Chari Chaloinu, that's considered like part of the hollow of his window, meaning part of his window, and he could use it. The high Gisa, the high Gisa, however, if it's on one side or the other side, meaning it's not coming directly out of his window, Asr, then he's not allowed to use it because we said it's a Makam Petur, it's less than four Tfachim wide, and that's not something you'd be allowed to use. We're going to stop here for the day, pick up with a fresh Mishnah tomorrow. Everyone should have a wonderful day.